When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And to skip on a few verses, Peter preaches a sermon all about Jesus, Jesus' life, his death on the cross, his res res resurrection, all the things we've been thinking about over Easter. Uh, and at the end of the sermon, we'll pick this up at verse 36. Peter says, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we had 13 baptised last week, and that felt like a lot. I'm not quite sure what 3,000 all at once would be. I've already had someone say to me, wish I'd been baptised last week. Uh, if that was you, we will be planning another baptism service soon, so do please have a word with me or Eleanor afterwards if you would like to be baptised. So let's think a little bit about the Holy Spirit coming. We heard at the beginning of the reading, a sound like a violent wind, tongues of fire, and throughout scripture, we find these pictures of wind and fire and water are used 
uh, last week we had the water of baptism. So I've got some pictures here of wind and fire and water. Here is a gentle river on a summer's day. Really refreshing, lovely, cool water. It's a hot day, gentle, calm. But water can be very powerful. There's a picture of Niagara Falls or another waterfall like it. The water can be gentle or powerful. And the same comes with uh, wind and fire. Here's a nice little fire in the winter in the grate. But here's a picture of a roaring forest fire, very powerful. Or the same of wind. You get a gentle breeze that you can fly your kite. Or you can have a hurricane, powerful wind. And the Holy Spirit sometimes comes really gently to us, like the gentle breeze, or a nice calm fire, or a stream on a summer's day. And sometimes he comes much more powerfully, like a howling gale, or a waterfall, or forest fire. The Holy Spirit is God, very, very powerful. He comforts us gently when we're troubled. But he often disturbs us when we get too comfortable. Uh, reminded of this picture from the Bayer Tapestry. I don't know if you know this. But, uh, Bayer Tapestry tells the story of 1066, uh, William the Conqueror coming over, Battle of Hastings, uh, becoming ruler of England, building Warwick Castle and all that sort of thing. Uh, in there, there's a, the French troops were struggling at one stage and the horses were going the wrong way. And Bishop Odo, this is a picture, Bishop Odo has his mace high and he's hitting the horses to get them to go the right way. And it says, Bishop Odo comforts his troops. Now, it doesn't look very comforting, but there's comfort literally means with strength. And the Holy Spirit can comfort us in the give strength when we're troubled gently. But when we're disturbed, he can come a bit more forcibly. And as uh, Bishop Odo comforted his troops on the, in the Bayer Tapestry, both ways are true. The Holy Spirit comes gently and powerfully, and to all people. Uh, so let's carry on with my next picture, because these are really my notes. I haven't got paper notes. Here's a map of our area. We have a new vision. When this church was built, the vision was for this part of Leamington. Then in recent years, we've had a real vision for Leamington as a whole. But as we've been designated a mission hub, uh, the diocese have asked us to work further afield. And in conversations with other vicars around. It seems that the sort of area we're talking about goes to Budbrook on the west of Warwick, then down south through Wellsbourne and Kyneton, and up the Fossway, Harbury and south and along Itchen. That's the sort of area we're really looking to work with the churches in Warwick and Leamington and, and around this area. To the north in Coventry and Warwick and Rugby, there are other mission hub churches there. Now, we don't know exactly how this will work. On the when Jesus spoke to his disciples at Ascension, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in, and you will be my witnesses in Judea and Samaria, well, first of all, Jerusalem, then Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And Acts tells the story of how that happened. Now, we believe God is sending his Spirit for us to witness not just to people here in Leamington and Warwick, but in this area, uh, sort of this part of Warwickshire, and to the ends of the earth. So we've got a map of the world here, and we have mission partners all around the world that are part of our extended church family. So if we put the arrows up where they are, there are quite a few in this country. I haven't put arrows there. There are at least four in South America. There's Claire down in Concordia in Argentina launching a new evangelistic cafe, actually this week. 
Uh, there's Charles in Salta in northern Argentina. Uh, he's been ministering there for a whole lifetime, working with church leaders uh, there. Uh, you've got Elisa and Marcus in Sao Paulo, and we've got Stu and Rosie, little Otley, just born up in Recife. Then uh, in the middle of Africa, there's Notdeck, where our team's just come back from. Uh, the huge, great sort of family of folks who have been orphaned or whose families couldn't look after them, and we've been partnering with them for many years. Uh, up in Europe, in Albania, James and Rachel Sandals. Rachel's my daughter who grew up in this church, and their boys, Jacob and Joel. In Central Asia, not too precise, that arrow, because we never name exactly where they are, but John and Hannah Williams, working, uh, who are doctors, working medically and with the church out there. And then to the ends of the earth, the Ninigo Islands off Papua New Guinea, are pretty much the ends of the earth. And Teresa Wilson there, who's translated the scriptures, Lars and Jono went out there when the scriptures came in their own language. And it, I'm looking at Lars, it pretty much is the ends of the earth to get to. He's nodding. It was a, uh, a lot of planes uh, and to get there right there. So those are our mission partners. And we are going to be, we look to support them in all sorts of ways. Uh, Carolyn Davey, who leads our mission team, wrote to them and said, are there any particular ways we could support you? Uh, and the GO team who look after our mission partners have come up with these three particular uh, mission partners that we're wanting to support. And we're going to be having a missionary gift day first Sunday in July. So we'll hear quite a lot more about these in the coming weeks. I'm just introducing the, uh, the whole idea. Folks who are part of this church for many years will be used to having missionary gift days. When we did the redevelopment, we gave 10% of everything that was given. So we didn't have missionary gift days, they were just gift days. And we're back to supporting our mission partners. Stu and Rosie Bayford there in Recife in Brazil with little Ottilie. We haven't got a picture of Ottilie there. She's in another slide. Uh, we're working. They, they need... Uh, there's Ottilie. Uh, they need a bigger vehicle. Now they've got a baby and various kit. And we're, they have a community market helping people who can't afford food. They're getting surplus food and then making it available. And we really wanted to help them develop that. Then next one's up. We've got Rachel and James Sandals in Albania with Jacob and Joel. They're working with young adults, particularly in Tirana. We've seen so many young men particularly try and get to this country because they feel hopeless in their country. Rachel and James' vision is to see young adults come to faith in Jesus and stay there and lead their nation to hope in faith in Jesus so they don't try and escape the country. So we'll hear more about that. Uh, and equip, they need a minibus to take people around and to equip their ministry. And that, the idea is that the gift day is providing specific needs for those two families. And then any extra given, we hope it will be, will go to Notdeck for providing a borehole so they can get water there on their own land. And we'll hear more about that. And if enough is given to do all of that in the borehole, then the GO team will work out how to give anything extra to our other mission partners as well. Um, but we could take those, those slides off now. The point is that the Holy Spirit is given for us here, all of us, and in the area, and to the ends of the earth. Uh, and did you hear during the reading, there were people from all those different languages, just like we had that wonderful video at the start of the service, uh, of people telling different languages. I think if we put all the languages from St. Paul's together, we'd have about 30 or more languages. Um, but that was, a, that was just two Sundays ago, 15 on that morning. Uh, 
Uh, whatever nationality you are from, God loves you and the Holy Spirit is for you. And then we read that the Holy Spirit was for men and women, for old and young, for rich and poor, for everybody. And then we read right at the end of our reading, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, even Leamington 2,000 years later. That's far off and far off in time and place. And what we're going to do in the second half of the service is an extended time of praying that God would come and fill us by his Holy Spirit individually and together. We're going to do it in lots of different ways, a bit of quiet prayer, uh, some writing, some prayer requests down, and Eleanor will explain how we do that. There's going to be a dance as a song we listen to just to help us think about the words and make that a prayer, uh, and finishing off with a song that the Holy Spirit would come and set this church on fire, metaphorically. We have to be careful with Eleanor setting things on fire, but we're, <laughs> we're praying for that. So lots of different ways we're going to pray that the Spirit would come. And when the Spirit comes, sometimes we find ourselves convicted of things that are wrong. If that happens, just say sorry to God. Jesus paid for those things, as Eleanor demonstrated earlier. They're gone. We need to know forgiveness. And if you really struggle to know forgiveness, then please come and talk and pray with one of us. We're meant to know. We're meant to know that God loves us. He is the perfect Heavenly Father. And we're meant to know his love for us. And the Holy Spirit helps us do that. And the Holy Spirit equips us to live for Jesus, to become more like him, to tell others about him. So who knows what the Holy Spirit wants to do in each one of us individually. But we're going to pray that he would come on us as a family. So would you stand? And I wonder if we could play that video again of the different languages that we started the service with. For those of you that came for the 1035 service, you will have missed this. Uh, but uh, this is what we started the service with. And we'll pray this again. Then I'll lead in a prayer and we'll be still together. Ven, Espíritu Santo. Come, Vieni, Spirito Santo. Come, Heilige Geist. Ven, Spirito Santo, ven. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Tukwan Iviza Moyom Tukubu. Singling Tung Wunga. So we pray, come Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Come and fill us afresh, individually and together as a church. And equip us with power from on high to share your love in word and deed in this whole area. And as we pray for ourselves, we pray, come Holy Spirit on our mission partners around the world as well. Let's just keep a moment of stillness, a minute of quiet, relative quiet. Come Holy Spirit.
we pray for any among us who are disturbed and troubled, for your comfort in the normal sense of that word that we use. Come by your presence, bring strength. Come Holy Spirit to those of us who've got a little bit too comfortable and shake us up. Uh, that we would step out as you're leading us to follow you. And as we continue to pray in different ways, come by your Spirit, and may we be increasingly in step with you. And all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Eleanor. Thank you, Jonathan. Do please uh, take a seat.